are y'all doing to support Brian's my gears? Because I don't want to say the same thing. Good afternoon. My name is Sam Burkhead, and we are recording our fourth, count them, third <laughs> podcast. It is Friday, June 21st, 2019, year of our Lord. And we are delighted to have three guests on our show this pod. To my immediate left is Jacob Leonard. To his left is Alex Jones. And to his left, we have Austin Marks. All three of which will provide valuable content to our podcast as we embark on multiple topics this afternoon, including things that grind our gears that I'm sure also grind yours, as well as things that relate to all things ACC sports miscellaneous sports and other relatable hilarious content now i'm going to pass the microphone off to my co-host wesley bradford who will lead us into our first discussion things that grind our gears Sam, do you know why I'm sounding the siren? Surely I do not. Because we are double potting this week. Sound the alarms, everyone. This is a double pod week. You are getting not one, but two pods this week. <laughs> Sound the alarms, double potting, potting from the beach. We have, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, we have left Pod World headquarters. We are on the beach for a second, count them two, pod this week. We are joined by not one, not two, but three fantastic guests in Jacob Leonard, Alex Jones, and Austin Marks. I'm excited. We have a full slate for you today. Not only do we have two new guests of the show, Jacob Leonard and Alex, uh, and Austin Marks, we have a return guest, our first return guest, Alex Jones. We're on the beach. We're double potting. We have a full slate. I'm excited for our audience today because they are in for a treat. We are starting out with our uh, annual inaugural, the annual segment. I like saying inaugural on the pod. This is, you, well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, what's coming. You know, let's talk about, well, need I say it? Let's talk about, well, you can probably guess what's coming. What? Let's talk about. You know what really grinds my gears? Let's talk about what grinds our gears. And I'm going to pass the microphone off to the first new guest of the pod. Our list is growing. We are reaching out. We have uh, new guests lined up for the future. We're really excited what's coming down the pipeline. But I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about what's happening here and now. We have the one and only Austin Marks here to let our audience know what is currently grinding his gears. Thank you, thank you, guys. Uh, I appreciate the so clap uh, building up to this. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are here with what grinds my gears. Uh, my name is Austin Marks, and you know what really grinds my gears? Pollution. We are out here on the beach, and we're out here killing sea turtles. Pollution really grinds my gears. Like you're driving down the side of the road, and you see trash bags full of trash. I'm like, why are you driving down, driving down the road and just throwing your trash out the window? Just wait till you get home. I just don't understand. I'm stopped at a red light. I look out the window. Guess what I see? Uh, not grass, but what is it? Trash. 
Like, I don't want to see that. My kids don't want to see that. Like, what is this? Just, it just really grinds my gears, okay? Like, I can't get over this. Uh, I can see trash all day long. Like, I'm out here trying to save sea turtles and shit. Like, I want my kids to see polar bears. I didn't get to see dinosaurs, but I want my kids to see polar bears. Like, can we get on board with this? Stop the pollution. Hashtag 2019 stop the pollution. Okay, that's what grinds my gears, and I'm ready to pass it off. Thank you again. My name is Austin Marks, ladies and gentlemen. Austin, that was a phenomenal grinds my gears. You know what? That grinds my gears as well, as I'm sure it grinds everyone's gear here at the pod. Because pollution is an indictment on humanity. And we cannot stand for it. Now, I know that Alex Jones, Alex Jones has been dying to have another grinds my gears. Y'all will remember family last week. Alex hated how people pulled out in front of him and did not go fast enough. Now, I guarantee he will come at us with another extra valid, super relatable gear that has been ground. Alex Jones, everybody. Thank you, Sam. You know what really grinds my gears? It's when you're at the beach. You're ready to have a good time. You're ready to sit on that beach chair get some sun maybe not get some sun and be under that beach umbrella but then the moment you want to go out in the water and cool off for a little bit that sand hits you and it gets in places you didn't know you had (laughs) and that's what grinds my gears because as much as you shower as much as you wash that sand will not come out it might be on the tip it might be on the bottom but you can't get it all out and it's so itchy it's so irritating and that's what really grinds physically my gears wow it's like my own brain that we can all relate to that from the bottom to the top alex we've all had that sensation now i am super excited to have us have jacob leonard on our show now jacob leonard is basically a historian He's a great school teacher, and he has more knowledge in his brain than the rest of us combined about history. Everybody, please give a warm round of applause for our newest pod guest, Jacob Leonard. I'd like to uh, I'd like to start off to thank the to thank the pod uh, for having me on. This is a real honor, uh, probably top three in my life. Um, now, as far as things that grind my gears, uh, I think we've all, uh, been, you know, been driving down the road, just having a nice drive, you know, cruising 10, 20 miles over the speed limit, as we all should. Uh, and then you get behind a bike. And I, I, and I, don't, I don't mean a motorcycle. Like, that's cool. Whatever. I mean a bicycle. A bicycle. Uh, that thinks that they own as much of the roadway as you that's about as fake news as fake news can get you don't like would you put a 2,000 pound person in the ring with a 35 pound child no you would not no hell no that's dumb as hell like you don't own as much of the roadway it's proportional fam like let's put, let's, let's be equitable here like take your bicycle and put it on the sidewalk. Take your bicycle, put it on the side of the road. 
And if you see a 2,000-pound mammoth coming towards you that is like a Chevrolet Traverse or a Ford Focus, please get it out of the road. Again, this is Jacob Leonard just reminding you, don't let your alligator mouth overload your hummingbird ass. And again, thank you for thank you to the pod for having me on. I look forward to, to further segments. I can't remember the last time any of us rode a bicycle because we have upgraded to cars in our old age. And thank goodness for it because they need to get on the sidewalk. That's why they were made. Wasn't that right, Jacob? Yes, sir. I'm going to pass it off to my co-host, Wesley Bradford, who is going to get us going into our next segment, which he'll tell you all about here momentarily after our first commercial break. It's sweltering out on the beach, 90 degrees, and that app just keeps showing that number going up, up, up. No breeze today. I'm not concerned because I have nice, cold Roca Cola to keep me company. Mix in my liqueurs with that nice cold Roca Cola, and I can conquer all the elements. Roca Cola, conquer the elements. Drink it. Just do it. <laughs> all right, we're not back from that commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. We're back to our brand new segment. Drum roll in the audience. I, I feel like this is monumental, everyone. Well, this is our third, count it, third pod episode. Uh, we are, and think about all the ground we have covered. We've already done a grind my gr- gears and hell to the gnaw to the gnaw gnaw gnaw. Uh, last week we introduced, or last episode, I'm sorry, we're double podding this week. That's another thing, we're double podding. Uh, we've introduced a putt putt for the fun of it, and unbeknownst to my co host, unbeknownst to my guest today, even unbeknownst to our ever growing audience, we have yet another new segment here on a whole pack of Tar Heels. Drum roll, everyone. And our new segment is... Okay, folks, hold your paws and drop your drawers. I'm George Nelson, and I'm here to set the city eat a beaner. Our new segment here on a whole pack of Tar Heels is... It's Babyface Nelson. Now, you might wonder what segment could possibly be It's Babyface Nelson. Well, It's Babyface Nelson is all about saying something that really shouldn't be said out loud but needs to be said. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I've enjoyed relaxing with my friends, uh, our besties group here at the beach this week, all I could think about is something that shouldn't be vocalized out loud, but I just can't help from saying it. All right? So that's the essence of, it's Babyface Nelson, is you don't want to say it socially. It shouldn't be said, but it needs to be said. And I I can't help. I've had equal fun both on the beach and at the pool. Our house, MBD, no big deal. Our house came with a pool and a hot tub this year. Again, MBD. But I've had equal fun at both. And while you go to the beach to go to the beach, I can't help but think, which one's better, a pool 
or the beach. I feel like it's socially unacceptable to say the pool when you're at the beach and you drove hours to be at the beach. But here I am saying, which one's better, the pool or the beach? Like, baby face Nelson. <laughs> so, I'll leave that up in, for debate with my uh, colleagues or they can move on to a different one. I'm going to turn the microphone uh, again to our brand new inaugural visit to the pod, Austin Marks, to either weigh in on my, it's Babyface Nelson, or he can give his own, it's Babyface Nelson. Here we go. Thank you, Mr. Wesley. I, again, I appreciate being a guest on the pod today. Um, my it's Babyface Nelson moment is when kids go off to college, it's time to cut the umbilical cord. <laughs> That's for all you helicopter mothers out there. Like, uh, to give you a little bit of background, I work in the realm of student housing where uh, college students live in apartment complexes and their mothers call me on a day-to-day basis. I don't know their son. I don't know their daughter, but I know the mother. And it's just, it's too much, okay? Like, I don't need to know that your son's AC is out. I want to hear it from your son. His balls have dropped. Let him give me a call. Like, come on now. Like, how is he supposed to learn to pay his own bills if you're the one calling about his AC out? And that's my It's Baby Fans Nelson moment. And I'm going to pass it back to the, our host and co-host. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I completely agree, Austin. It's time to let it go. They're getting their own place. They need to figure it out for themselves. Otherwise, they'll never succeed in life. My It's Baby Fans is very simple. I feel personally attacked when I go to the grocery store and see a pack of chips that says family size. First of all, there are only 60% worth of chips in the bag for the whole bag of chips. Audience poll, audience poll. This is where we we need to get our uh, our whole pack of Tar Heels Twitter account going because we want to poll what percentage of what's the percentage of chips to air ratio in a bag of chips 50 to 50, 60 40 70 30, 80 20 we'll put that poll up in the coming days it's easily 60 40 if not worse but when I open the bag of chips I have every intention of eating every chip in that bag in that sitting and I feel attacked when you were say it is a family sized bag of chips I'm my own family I don't have a son or a daughter I am me. So understand that Lays, I got my eye on you. You are discriminating against people without families. And you don't fill your whole bag with chips. And that is my baby feet Nelson. That's a good point. Of the hey, week. That's a good point. I wanna I wanna add to that. Why is it family size? Why not group size? Friend group size? What about there are they cutting off an entire Hey, big facts. Big facts. They're entire. They're cutting off an entire group of people when they say family. And like, I'm not trying to be funny right now. I'm being serious. What is the advantage of saying family over group size? Because if you say family, that's a specific group, right? What's the whole thing? Is it all squares or rectangles? But all rectangles. No, all squares are rectangles. Not all rectangles are squares. All groups are family. No, all families are groups, but not all groups are family. Why not say group size and you're appealing to a broader audience? Honestly, folks, I know we're linear here at the pod, but I'm going to go back and say that grinds my gears now. 
I would just, uh, this is Jacob Leonard again. I would just like to add that in 2019, we shouldn't be assuming that a large group of people is a family. Perhaps it's a friend group. Perhaps it's an orgy. Who knows? Why would you just assume that a large group is a family? Thank you. Big facts, Jacob Leonard. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yo-yo off that. Uh, what if a whole friend group considers a fail family? Because I'm gonna, I hate to get sentimental here on the pod because we're a fun-loving, family-friendly affair usually. Except I've noticed we have some cussing recently on the pod, and we've been PG-13 from time to time. But I consider y'all my family just as much as my real family. Yeah, facts. Big facts. Give me a big facts. That's big facts, Wesley. And and I, I, either way, though, it, it doesn't change the fact that we are not technically family. And that from now on, I'm gonna go and say it right here on the pod. Mark it down. Uh, I don't. I'm never buying a family-sized portion of chips at the grocery store ever again. If I need more than the normal portion, if I if I need more than the normal portion, I will buy two regular-sized bags. And I realize, well, Wes, your entire argument collapsed in on itself because now you're buying two of the products instead of one. But it doesn't change the fact that I'm going to drive the family-sized out of business. They are going to no longer find it marketable or profitable to put family size on the store shelves. I'm going to buy two normal sizes instead of family size. I'm no longer going to buy it. I don't care whose birthday it is. And you shouldn't either. <laughs> Big facts. Okay, now we go to Jacob Leonard for his... Baby Faith Nelson of the week. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Burkhead. Thank you, Wes. Um, so for my Baby Faith Nelson, uh, I would like to I would like to dredge up the issue of um, higher uh, or excuse me, institutions of higher learning and their toilet paper choices. Um so, for instance, uh, I attended graduate school at Wake Forest University. That's a, a about a one billion dollar endowment. Uh, I I've, I shouldn't be seeing. I shouldn't have to complain that I can see my hand through the toilet paper, even when it's wadded up. Like, if you have a one billion dollar endowment, could you need? Could you not like spring for the two ply? Like, like the two ply would be enough. You, you don't have to give me the, uh, you don't have to give me the Huggies. Huggies? No, that's not a toilet paper brand. Charmin, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't have to spring for the Charmin, but give me at least, like, you know, give me the Equate brand of, like, two-ply. Um, and, and it is true. I, I did steal toilet paper when I was an undergrad uh, and in graduate school, actually. Uh, because I uh, did not manage money well mainly because I spent it on alcoholic beverages. Um, I could not afford toilet paper all the time, uh, which, again, is, is more of an indictment on the American capitalistic system that a toilet paper is so expensive. Um, so I would, I would take my book bag to the library and uh, stuff it full of toilet paper, which was then uh, locked in containers because apparently there was a thief uh, in the library stealing toilet paper. Uh, and, uh, my colleague, uh, my, my fellow guest, uh, Alex Jones and Austin Marks do want to comment on this, uh, situation. Thank you, Jacob. This is Alex Jones, not to be confused with the conspiracy theorist, <laughs> other Alex Jones, but I don't have a baby face Nelson. Oh, but wait, let me, my, let me my off. partner, co-host, guest, co-guest, Austin Marks. Has a baby face. Oh, also, that was my baby face, Nelson. <laughs> so 
So this is Austin again. Um, I just wanted to continue on Jacob Leonard's Baby That's Nothing segment of the day because I too, I too attended a public university. I went to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and I felt it necessary to bring my own toilet paper to the dorm rooms because when I would wipe, I just wouldn't feel comfortable afterwards because of their one ply toilet paper. And so Jacob, like a, like a half ply, it's like a half. Yeah, ply. it's it's worse than one ply. It's like half ply. So I, being from a wealthy family, uh, I, I know it come off very angry, but I did come from a wealthy family. So I brought my own toilet paper, and I walked down the dorm room halls with my own toilet paper in my hand, and I just felt judged. And I wish that wasn't the case. If universities would just provide good toilet paper, people like me would not feel judged. And that's my comment on Jacob Leonard's Baby Faith Nelson. Uh, I wouldn't call this a Baby Faith Nelson per se, but this toilet paper talk got me thinking. Audience poll. Hang on, we have 12 people out here today. Do we not? Do we have 12, everyone? We have 11 listeners. No, we have 12 out here today, though, on the beach because we're podding from the beach. Right. Double pod this week. Um, until I was about 22 or 23, I stood up to wipe while pooping. I don't. I want. I want to get. Who else has done that? Who else? Who else has done it? Like, let's get a poll because I would think going into this, close my eyes. Going into this, I would think only ten percent of people. I hope I'm wrong, but I have only recently changed my wiping strategy. And this is really this is my segue for this is toilet paper. So I'm gonna open my eyes. Who here, out of the twelve of us in the besties group here on the beach? has always sat down to wipe Define standing you stand up you don't stay sitting to wipe right above the seat or is it like a full blown no your your butt is no longer touching the seat that's a stand yep so he who here stands to wipe i no longer do but i did until i was about 22 or 23 who here stands to wipe by that definition your butt is no longer touching the seat See, thank you. One, two, three, four. And I did for the longest time five. Five out of 12, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to tell you that is just in or under 50%. That's in the strong 40s. I was not as wrong as my friends or supposed friends had led me to believe for a long time. Uh, you just, as with anything new, we're only on our third inaugural episode of the pod. But but the third inaugural episode of the pod. But we are learning new things and discovering new things all the time. By definition, when you're on your third episode, everything's going to be new, or most things. But here's the thing. Everything has. But this has been new because we have discovered that I was not that wrong in my wiping strategy for years. Now, I changed it. I adapted several years ago, so there's no going back now. But it turns out I didn't have to. I didn't have to. I just did because I trust my friends. I believe in them. But I think that's something to consider. If you are out there right now and you're listening to our pod, especially for those listening from the comfort of your own toilet, do not change your wiping strategy because of pressure from your friends. If you're a stand-upper, you stay standing. If you're a sit-down, do not move those butt cheeks. You wipe from the comfort of how you have always wiped. Do not change something that is daily ingrained into who you are because of what people tell you to do. I want to pass the microphone on to Jacob Leonard, our guest. Uh, I, I, I do want to just reiterate what, what my man, uh, Wesley Bradford, a.k.a. Pau Manfred, 
just said. Two-time EuroLeague MVP. That's true. That That's facts. Um, yeah, it, it's a personal choice. Um, now, I will say, uh, having never in my close to 30 years wiped sitting down, um, that wiping standing up does leave a lot of ass cheese and swamp ass. It does. It does. But, but, it is a personal preference, and you're wiped into it. So I'm going to go ahead and pass this on uh, back to my man, Pau Manfri. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we continue on with the pod, I think it is time to move on to a new segment. And by a new segment, I mean a new segment for today's episode, but it's one near and dear to your hearts by now. Because I know you've heard episode two from several days ago, and that would be... That would be... Put put for the fun of it. Now we, except for Stanfield from a couple episodes ago, we all understand the metaphor for what that means. Uh, I apologize for our guest the other week. You'll never see him back on this pod. But he took it literally as putt-putting for the fun of it, as literal putt-putt, which as a former putt-putt and currently practicing putt-putt professional myself, I respect putt-putt, but I meant as a metaphor for something seemingly mundane and simple that makes your day brighter. And even, uh, you might think, well, of course you putt-putted for the fun fun of it. You've been on vacation all week. It's been two or three days since you last uh, potted and putt-putted for the fun of it. Of course, you've done fun things, but even within the confines of a vacation, I have metaphorically putt-putted for the fun of it. And ladies and gentlemen, do you know how I've done that? I have had a cup of coffee and sat down and just looked around this week and appreciated all the friends I have. Now, you might think, oh, big deal. You woke up in the morning and had coffee. What's the big deal? You woke up, had coffee. Well, you know what? No. I woke up on my own terms, not to an alarm. I went downstairs to coffee that was made uh, for me by my friend and or wife, and I enjoyed a nice, delicious, warm cup of coffee on vacation, and I got to look around the living room of our luscious beach house and see a multitude of friends. And to anybody else, that's just a normal warning. Congratulations, you woke up you're drinking that liquid, you have to, or you get a migraine headache. And nothing is wrong about that. Nothing is wrong. I had to wake up. I had to have coffee or I got a migraine that day because I have caffeine addiction now. But you know what? By the same side of that coin, I putt-putted for the fun of it. I putt-putted for the fun of it because I had coffee and got around to just go... I got to sip that warm, delicious liquid gradually wake up gradually come to life as i enjoyed the presence of my second family my besties friend group and if that's not the definition of putt putting for the fun of it buckets if that's not definition of putt putting for the fun of it i don't know what is uh, so i ask i ask our host here our co-host and our guest here today does anybody have a putt putt for the fun of it and I'm going to pass it along to Alex Jones, who a few days ago 
had also was a guest of the pod. He's a double guest already, our first double guest. Alex Jones is our first double guest of the pod. And he is going to share his second, count it second, putt-putt for the fun of it. Thank you, Wes. Glad to be a second-time guest on the pod. First time, second-time guest on the pod. I just want to thank everyone for their time, for listening to this pod. Buckets. My putt-putt for the fun of it is a simple one. And that is enjoy the little things. Whether that's spending time with friends, spending time with people in a car, road trips, or just going to work, or going to McDonald's and getting a fish fillet. Appreciate the little things that make you feel happy in that in that moment. Respect it, appreciate it, and love it. And turn that into a great positive day for the rest of the day or the rest of the week, however far it carries you. Just search for the little things that make you happy or anyone else around you happy. And that is my putt-putt for the fun of it. I'll give it back to my co-host who greatly invited me for the second time on this podcast Samuel Hunter Uh, uh, okay I'll just clarify to the audience he said co-host he meant host he is not a host in any form or capacity there's two hosts on this show it's me and Samuel Hunter thank you Alex I'm touched and moved we really appreciate your sentimentality on the pod we honestly don't get enough of it and I will give you a buckets but I think that we can match that with another putt-putt for the fun of it from another guest we have, Jacob Brandon Leonard. Uh, thank you, and thank you for uh, referring to me as, as the nickname I uh, gave my now 10-year-old son, uh, who I would like to also give a uh, happy birthday shout-out to, uh, my baby boy and the love of my life, Roscoe Percival Coltrane Brown Dog Leonard. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. That means a lot. He is the true love of my life. Um, he he lives with my wife and I. Um, but my my putt putt for the fun of it is when you're trying to turn up. You're trying to pod. You're trying to you know trying to get that guest appearance on your boys podcast. Uh, and, and maybe you're at the beach. Maybe you're home. Whatever. And you're and you're trying to. Oh God! Excuse me. Um, you're trying to uh, you're trying to turn up, trying to get that pod going, you know, whatever. And everybody just kind of abandons you, you know. Like they go to sleep, uh, they don't fully inflate a mattress so you're off and like bruise yourself. Um, and so you're like, gosh, should I go to bed or should I just drink by myself? Um, and then you go into the oh, excuse me, I thought it was gonna burp. Uh, you go into the room where. You think you're just going to drink by yourself, and one of your boys is in that room. Uh, for me, it was that boy, Alex Jones, um, otherwise known as Padge. Um, he was in there playing Dig Dug, 
Not the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Not not the fat conspiracy theorist who looks kind of bloated, but Padge, uh, our boy. So, uh, I, you know, I walk in there expecting to have to, like, drink myself to sleep and, you know, just be sad that I'm not on the or a pod, you know. Like, I want to be on the pod, this pod, but just a pod in general. Uh, I walk in there. Uh, Alex is playing Dig Dug, and... I grabbed me a land shark that's not mine, and I chugged that. Uh, and Alex is drinking a drink that he made for his uh, sweet lady, Wintana. Disappointing. Uh, so, anyway, uh, what should have been like a, a good five to ten minutes of Dig Dug was uh, ended up being about an hour and a half of just drinking beer that wasn't mine. And uh, playing Dig Dug with my boy Alex. Um, and, and the last thing I want to say is Dig Dug, Dig Dug 2. I'm going to pass it back to my little sweet feller, uh, Sam Burkhead. Thank you. Sometimes all we have is that one feller at the end of the night that represents you as you represent him. Spirit. And that borrowed land shark. Land shark. Shark on the land. I also owe uh, Austin Marks, Austin Wade Marks to be specific, uh, at least four to six land sharks. Hey, all in good faith. Now we have one more, putt putt for the fun of it, from our third and second new guest, Austin Wade Marks. And so for uh, my putt putt for the fun of it, I'm going to take it in a little different direction. Um, for those of you uh, for, that have uh, have seen the movie, the, the Rocky movies, I know there's a ton of them out there. Um, and, and I apologize if you're a hardcore Rocky fan because I'm going to try to get this right. Never seen them. Um, but I believe Rocky was talking to his son when he said, the world is a mean and nasty place. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. But it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. And I think that's what's... Really, that kind of embodies putt putt for the fun of it. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, so uh, the 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 host here, Wesley Bradford, agrees with that because we kind of have to look for the little things in life, I agree with that. and whether that's a borrowed land shark or whatever the case may be. Uh, Jacob owes me several land sharks, and if that's the case, but it's just the little things that you have to look for in life. Sometimes it's sitting out on a beach with your best friends making a podcast. Sometimes it's playing dig dig two or whatever jacob was talking about but he sees it he gets it and i hope all of y'all listening today really gets it because the world isn't all sunshine and rainbows it's a mean and nasty place and it'll beat you down to the ground if you let it but you don't have to let it so look for the putt putt for the fun of it's in every day and i'm gonna pass that back to our host and uh co-host wesley bradford and sam burkhead now thank you Wow. Another episode, another riveting information from, inspiring riveting information from our guest. This is fantastic. We are learning a lot about each other, ourselves, and I hope you, the listener out there, are also learning about yourselves here on the pod. Now, we have a couple more segments to go before we wrap up our episode this week for our double pod week. All right. We were planning on doing a summative NBA draft coverage but 
We are going to do that next week because we don't want to keep you this time. I know you're probably riveted. You're attached to every word, hanging on to every word we're saying, but we do not want to take too much of our time. Now, I'm going to do a quick mini segment. This won't be a long one. Uh, We're going to do a a couple more things, then we're good. But first of all, we are going to do our second new segment of the week. Can I get a drum roll, please? All right, the second new segment of the week is 747. 747, named after one of our new besties group members, Wintana Stefanos. Is that her last name? All right, when St- Wintana Stefanos, she said she was going to turn up 7 for 7. So this new uh, segment is dedicated to people that make promises that they do not deliver on. Our first one of the week is Wintana because she said she turned up 7 of 7. She turned up 2 of 7. I'll give her 3. So this will be a new weekly segment of things people promise that they do not deliver on. I have a great 7 for 7. Trump, I'm looking at you. As a brown man, I for one wanted that wall. I got here legally. And I'm sick of all the people coming across that border that don't want to do it the right way. Having nothing to do with it at three months old while your white parents came and adopted you. But you didn't build the wall on Mexico's dime. I have to pay for that wall that I did not have to traverse illegally. Oh, that's Wintana Stefano, seven for seven. And I am, I am triggered, Trump. I am triggered by you. I am triggered by everything that you are. Get that wall paid for. Make sure it doesn't come out of my pocketbook. Ladies and gentlemen, if that's not Wintana 7 for 7, I don't know what is. All right. So one last segment we have for this week is we have to do – we have decided today, actually, this is brown, groundbreaking news. We are going to do a besties year in the view because we have decided that beach week every year with our besties is our fourth inaugural annual beach week. We have decided that that will end each Besties quote-unquote season or year with the group. And we will review how this last year went. So you are hearing for the first time, this is exclusive content, ladies and gentlemen. You're hearing the first Besties year in review right here, right now on the podcast. So let's get started talking about our year in review. All right, so a lot has happened this year. So I'm just going to lay out the facts for the audience and let them let them weigh in. And oh, not my audience, I mean our guest here and then my co-host here at Pod World Headquarters on the beach. We have had three weddings this year, and by that I mean four. Uh, my lovely, beautiful, gorgeous, perfect wife, Christina Diane Goodson, still not Bradford. She's still working on the name change. Uh, we have gotten married twice, even though she's still working on the name change. We have gotten married twice, both on September 15th and April 27th. 
Uh, Brad Baker and Kelly Peterson got married this year. And Jacob Leonard and Sheena Cooper got married this year. Now, that's just within the Besties group, and that's just weddings. We had our, uh, you know, our usual Sunday afternoon Panthers viewings with, uh, with a couple visits to Winston-Salem and a last-minute field goal by Grandma Logano, Grandma Logano, where he hit the 63-yard field goal. We had a ski trip with, uh, with about half the group. We had a Cleveland trip with the fellas where we visited Stanfields and watched the Panthers lose to the Cleveland Browns, but they still competed with class. Um, we we had our, annu- our annual gift giving. We had a fantastic Fantasimo Memorial Day cookout. We had birthday celebrations. We had Halloween celebrations. We had just your general turn up among those that love us and love each other because we are not besties. Besties is a name, but the group is a family. And I want the group to hear that. I want our audience to hear that again. Besties may be our name. Family is our mantra. Besties is the name. Family is our mantra. So we had a fantastic year. And if I had to compare this to the previous four years in our regime, I would say this was the strongest year yet. I'd say we added new group members. And by that, I mean Wintana, Stefanos, potentially Melanie, Zach Williams' girlfriend, potentially Caitlin Bush, Samuel Burkhead's former previous current girlfriend. And I'd say that we are ever-growing buckets um and future girlfriend i'd say that we are ever growing and i'd say we had monumental moments in our life if i had to give a letter grade to this previous season quote unquote season four of besties i'd say we're not going to go back and review seasons one two and three because that ship has sailed but i'd say this season is an a minus ish 92 all right uh Okay, maybe. It, well, no. Hang on. Let's get. I'm gonna pass it around. I'm pass it around. Mine's an A minus, just because I, I like giving room for improvement. But I'd say this. Uh, all right. We're not taking audience scores this week. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We had an audience member who's not an official guest of the pod think that she can talk. But we are doing grades this for this season of the of the besties group. I would say a 92. I'll give it a 93 because I love this group. I'm going to give it a low A because I think it could have been slightly higher if everybody would have gone on the ski trip, if everybody would have gotten married, if there would have been absolutely zero drama, which will never happen. I get that. There's always been drama within a group, but absolutely zero drama, um, if perfect gift giving, uh, no disease, no, no sickness. Everybody stayed healthy all year. That's a perfect 100. That's a perfect 100. But this is my definition of how I grade it. Huh? Okay. You know what? We're going to go back to episode one. If I had to grade this, this besties on a grade from zero to ten Django's. With, again, we established in episode one, only Django can get ten out of ten Django's. I would give this season of besties 9.2 out of ten Django's. I'm going to pass the microphone along to my co-host, Samuel Burkhead, who will also weigh in on his score as a letter grade and Django's of this season of besties. A minus. I said 9.2. 9.2. 
2.5 Django's. 9.2.5. Wait, wait. Can we talk about the fact that he said 9.2.5? Please say that again. That's not mathematically feasible. 9.25 Django's. Oh, okay. Where am I reducing points? People had the sick. People might have gotten sick this year. They got the sneezes and the sickles. The, let me back it up. Let me back it up. I might have to redact my score. Cleveland was a was a ten out of ten. But Panthers didn't win. But Panthers didn't win. So it's like nine. It's like that's like nine point nine nine Jangos. We did get a fantastic video of you throwing up to a toilet. That's Here, true. 9.999 Jacobs. Oh, and a bush. And a bush, too. You threw up in a bush. I did throw up in a bush. Yes. Um, yes, there was drama. <laughs> but I, if, if, if we have to, if we have to buy, if we have to build in a certain amount, I don't know if we exceeded it. Yeah, I, I I might be A. I might be a little more forgiving than you. Nine point five out of ten. Nine point five and an A. Jangos out of Jangos. Well, that's a nine five percent. Yeah, that's what I give this this year. It's gonna be hard to beat out people getting married. But I think we can do better on the ski trip with better planning and availability. And I think that we can. Maybe the water was too cold on the beach trip. So other than that, I think we can do a. I think we we're really set in. Oh, and the Panthers can do well as a season, better, and we can maybe have more fun at our turnups when that happens. So I would say a very low A, but still an A regardless. Thank you, uh, and, and I know this podcast is is slowly coming to an end. <laughs> um. But I would like to reiterate my my thankfulness uh, for for being invited on the pod. Just even though I basically had to emotionally blackmail everyone uh, to be here. Uh, so as far as my ranking for uh, for this year, probably gonna get a little serious here. Maybe it's a little too serious. Uh, I would give it an A plus. Uh, one because of the marriages, um, the lovely Christina Goodson Bradford. Mary, the very handsome uh, Pau Monfrey, aka, AKA oh, yeah, he is the two time EuroLeague MVP, so don't forget that, please, because that would be disrespecting him if you did. Uh, AKA Paul Wesley Bradford. Um, of course, I, myself, Jacob Dean Leonard, uh, Esquire, uh, married uh, my lovely bride, Sheena Renee Cooper Leonard, who is way too smart for me but has terrible choices in men and then of course my best friend my bestie my bff my multi-booty hole friend bradley haynes baker married the lovely lovely kelly peterson baker uh so of course that that was awesome uh of course, the Panthers didn't do that that well, but you know, shit happens. Um, but I, I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten Jangos, and I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten Jangos because you can't like 
You just can't replace times with your besties, your boys, your group, your fellers, the cold-ass water, cold-ass weather. My feet are still numb from Cleveland. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 because you can't replace time with your fam. So I'm going to pass it on before I get a little too sentimental. So so the the, uh, the person I'm passing it on to is my fellow guest. My fellow Dig Dugger, uh, my fellow beer stealer, even though he didn't steal any beer, it was all me. Philip Alex Jones, aka Patch, favorite number 39. Thank you, Jacob. My f- number, favorite number, is 39. Just to let you know that. Yes. But yes. Anyway, my ranking of the besties is going to be nine and a half, only because. There is always potential for more. No matter what we do, there is always potential for growth. We can always take that limit to the ceiling, if you know what I mean. Take it to the limit. What did Michael Jordan say? The ceiling is the roof. If anyone if anyone out there is a Michael Jordan fan, they know what I'm talking about. But, so I'm going to say at nine and a half... Because we had three pairings of besties get married. And potentially there's three more that can get married. So we're not all complete yet. So that's half. So that's why I give it nine and a half of the besties rating. Logic airtight. So it's very logical. Very logical. And so I'm always down for potential growth of this group because it's very tight it's very well rounded but there's always room for growth there's always room for more and that's why I don't know if there will ever be a 10 out of 10 it might be a 9.99 out of 10 but I don't know about a 10 out of 10 and so if anyone has to disagree with that I'll give it back to them <laughs> But I'm going to stick with a 9.5 out of 10. Alright, I'm going to give it back to my co-guest, Jacob Leonard, for the 9.5 out of 10 disagreement. All I want to say is I, I disagree, but praise God. Okay, alright, thank you, Jacob. Thank you. I'm not a co-host, but I'm, I'm like, I'm going to say this anyway. 9.5 out of 10 is mine. And now I'm going to give it to my next co-guest, Austin Wade Marks. Thank you, Alex. I, I appreciate you handing the phone over. Um, I, I'm going to kind of go somewhere in between the other two co-guests. Um, I'm going to say a 9.7 Django's out of 10 Django's. Um, I, I do think we had a fantastic and phenomenal year in Besties, but I'm going to have to agree with my uh, co-host Alex Jones here. There's always room for improvement. I don't think anybody's perfect. Uh, I do believe that close enough counts like in horseshoes and hand grenades but there's no such thing as perfect there's always room for improvement and although we did have four weddings because wesley bradford and christina goodson had to have a second one due to hurricane florence That's facts, facts. and even though that gave us two weddings there was a little bit of a damper on that first one but it'll never be replaceable i think that even helped uh the bestie score overall because we were able to have two instead of just one. Again, 
I, I, I think we had a fantastic year in besties, and I can't wait for another one. I'm going to hand it back to, to our host, Wesley Bradford and Sam Burkett. Praise God. All right, I'm going to give it to my co-host, Samuel Hunter Burkhead before we sign out on the third annual inaugural edition. Weekly. Weekly. Bradley. Of the whole pack of Tar Heels. Samuel Hunter, do you have anything to add before I close this out? I appreciate the 10 out of 10. Bro, you got married. That's that's 10 out of 10. I appreciate the seeking for perfection. This group has done a lot, and this group will do a lot. The point is, it's a group, and the group is love. And the, and the words of DJ Khaled, another one. Wesley Bradford, I'll let you conclude us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have covered a lot today. We have had uh, putt-putt for the fun of it. We've had a grind my gears. But before we sign out, I want to give you a little preview of what you're going to hear next week. Keep in mind, we're recording this on Friday, June 21st, 2019. And next week, we will, well, let me let the audio clip tune you in. We will have our first annual inaugural review of the NBA Draft. All things Hornets, all things Tar Heels, all things Wolfpack. As the Tar Heels made a lot of noise in the draft with three, count them, three first-round draft picks. That is the fourth time under Roy Williams since he has returned to Carolina, tying Duke for the second most in that time span, only behind Kentucky. Um, even though he has not converted to a full-on one-and-done model, State had a record zero players drafted, even though Jalen LeCue for went, for went his only, uh, for only first season in college. They are currently claiming Cody Martin as a draft pick, even though he spent the last three years of his eligibility at Nevada. And the only thing I want to say is, the only thing I want to say is, We've enjoyed how much you've been here at the pod this week. We've enjoyed you listening in. Um, I hope that the next time you're in the grocery aisle, you think of the pod and you think, I don't need that family size bag. I can make it away with other things. But until then, we leave you with this. One, two, three. Go Panthers! Goodbye.